0: Welcome to Only Trying to Help, the podcast where we try to help you help other people. My name is Kay Watson, and I'm here with a returning guest, Melanie! Hello! And look, I wanted to bring Melanie back because the last time we recorded together, as soon as I hit stop, I don't know if you remember this, but you you yelled something. Do you know what you yelled? (laughs) No, I don't even remember. I'm so ridiculous. I hit stop, and I was like, okay, we're done, and you said... Oh my God, that
1: was fun. Everyone should have a podcast. <laughs> and I agree. So here you are. I know. And I stand by that. It was so fun. I, stand I, by that. Think, I
0: do kind of think everyone should have a podcast. Yeah.
1: It's therapy. Absolutely. And it's like, you can like talk to yourself, but it's like not weird, not in a weird way.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, uh, yes. Th- these are things I would have said to myself, but- <laughs> but it's so nice to have someone else to say them to. Yeah, no, that is good. And and Melanie, people probably remember you from last time, but if you'd like, you're welcome to just sort of reintroduce yourself to the masses
1: of people who listen to our podcast. Would you like to say a little hello? Yeah, sure. I absolutely don't remember what I introduced myself as last time, but I am a Mint member. I'm a coach and trainer. Um, I've been doing a lot of work with advanced care planning population. Um, I have a clinical mental health background. And uh, yeah.
0: Cool. That's good. No one knows what mint is, but mint- okay. Perfect. <laughs> yeah. Mint is motivational interviewing network of trainers. I shouldn't say no one, probably honestly, probably half the people listening do know what mint is, <laughs> but the, for the other half, that's motivational interviewing network of trainers. And that's how I know Melanie. We're both members of mint. Um, and right before we got on zoom tonight to record this, I sent Melanie a text and I was like, well, so I know I'm dropping a heavy topic on you, but can we talk about trust? And I can't believe you agreed to that with like 10 minutes notice. You're such a champ, but yeah, I I'm like, let's talk about trust. You have no time to prepare. Yeah. Here we go. Uh, and here's the good news. I trust you. you had to you had to trust me to, and and I obviously trusted you or I would have been like wait we need to reschedule you need time to prepare notes uh so a lot of trust between us and here's also the good news you and I are not going to pretend like we know a lot about trust exactly <laughs> we're like we're not going to act like we have figured this all out but if there's one thing I do think I can say confidently about trust. It's that if you want someone to trust you, you can't just say, trust me. <laughs> like that, <laughs> that does not work. No. And I thought I would kick us off by just asking you, Melanie, seriously, what is your reaction when someone comes at you with
1: that? Like, Melanie, you just have to trust me. So it, it would depend on who that person is. If it's an acquaintance or like a stranger ish, that is the fastest way for me to absolutely not get me to trust you. 100%. Yeah. But if it's someone who I trust, a family member or a close friend, someone who I've been able to trust in the past and it has, you know, worked out for me, then sometimes I think I'm learning to just do that. Right. I think about like, what's worse than can happen. If it's not that bad. I'll trust that person and see how it goes.
0: Well, I think you're, you're saying a couple things at one time, like on the one hand, trust, isn't something we can do on demand. And on the other hand, there may be some people who you just say, you know what, I'm going to, you know, I'm going to throw caution to the wind here and just trust that person. But I think that's not really on demand. It's because that person earned it.
1: Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Long time ago, oh, years ago, (laughs) I read an article by a doctor, I don't remember the doctor's name, doesn't really matter, um, but she was writing about, I honestly don't even know if it was a she, but I'm just gonna say she, because when we don't know, we usually Maybe. defer to he, so just on principle, I'm gonna say this doctor Definitely was a she, a she. <laughs> just on principle. <laughs> uh, but she, she was writing about how she will not treat, she's a pediatrician, and she will not treat patients if the parents won't vaccinate their children Ooh. and her argument was, if they, if they don't trust me now, they never will. And like, I don't, I'm not interested in getting into a conversation about vaccines. I am interested in this piece about trust that the doctor brought up. Yeah. If, if they don't trust me, they never will. I don't think that's how trust works. I don't think trust is a yes or no now or never kind of thing. What do you think?
1: Yeah, I don't think so either. And you can't sort of use it to like wield power or as a, you know, to control behavior. I think when trust is used that way, it's very manipulative. And that is not a way to build trust. And I think when we assume, or we believe that we should have someone's trust just because, then that also doesn't build trust. Like I believe trust is earned and, you know, that is a process. It could be a short process and it could be a long process. I agree that maybe a pediatrician or a doctor, someone that has, you know, a medical degree and has knowledge and expertise that maybe our, our time it takes to trust them will be a little bit shorter but there's factors in that i mean how well do they listen to my concerns how open are they to you know hearing other people's opinions you know what if i ask them that i want to get a second opinion are they open to you know so saying well if they don't trust me now they never will i just don't think i mean like what do you like what do you expect from these people like why should they trust you right now what have you done to earn their trust yes yes
0: and we do talk about like socially all the time people are like well you have to earn trust and people say that but then yet they expect to receive trust from others immediately yeah. uh, almost to the point at which we are so offended if someone doesn't trust us like how could you not trust me? I'm so deeply insulted and it's like well I, I'd be happy to trust you once you do the work like <laughs> exactly <laughs> once once that's a thing that we can do you will have the trust but I like to always tell people, Trust is like a living, breathing thing. It ebbs and flows. It's not a checkbox where you just Mm -hmm. check yes for trust or no zero trust here. This is something that is always kind of moving in relationships, in all of your relationships, whether it's your relationship with your doctor, your relationship with a colleague, your relationship with your spouse, your relationship with your son or daughter, your relationship with your parents, This is, we're all just sort of feeling out and moving around in these spaces of trust, but it isn't something that just
1: exists in a still shot. I agree. And it also depends, like, I don't think like you either trust or you don't, right? So it's not static, it's not linear. It's depending on the decision. I try not to be super
0: cliche and talk about Brene Brown all the time but like every once in a while the moment just calls for it so just in case there is someone out there listening who's like who the hell is Brene Brown I mean who are you but yeah what rock are you living under but anyway what what rock are you living under but just in case (laughs) I will just say Brene Brown we don't have a lot of famous social workers these days she's (laughs) she's like a social worker who hit fame. How cool is that? (laughs) Um, But anyway, she's a researcher. She does a lot of work on shame and vulnerability and people like Melanie and me love talking about Brene Brown. And I try not to just do this on every episode because people are going to be like, well, you should just go to Brene Brown's podcast if that's what you (laughs) want to talk about. But okay, I'm bringing it up today because this is one of those times where I'm like, how do I do this without talking about Brene Brown? I don't know. I don't know a way to do this. So I'm going to steal her way of describing this because I think it relates to what you just said, Melanie. Uh, Brene Brown always tells this story about her daughter coming home from school, all upset because she told a secret to a friend and the friend went and told everybody. And her daughter said, mommy, I will never trust anyone ever again. And, you know, for like a split second, Brene Brown was like, that's right. (laughs) Absolutely. (laughs) That's right. You don't trust anybody but your mama. Um, But then she, you know, like chilled out and realized, all right, I, I need to explain trust to this kid and I need to put it in terms that she can understand and she's a child. And she used the analogy of the classroom. Marble jar. So in her daughter's classroom, the teacher has a jar, and and they put marbles in the jar whenever the class behaves well, or they follow directions, or they're polite, or whatever. And the teacher removes a marble when someone breaks the rules, or it's too talkative, or something goes wrong. And of course, the class gets like a prize if the jar fills to a certain point, like a pizza party or something. So trust is like that marble jar. Um, In every relationship, whether it's a romantic relationship, a parent-child relationship, a work relationship, whatever, we hold a jar of marbles between us. That's our trust jar. And when we look out for each other, a marble goes in. When we respect each other, a marble goes in. When we accept each other without judgment, a marble goes in. But like when we betray someone's trust, a marble comes out. And when we don't do what we said we were going to do, a marble comes out. Um, When we act suspiciously, maybe a marble comes out. But that's life. That's all relationships. Marbles go in, marbles come out. And if you have a relationship where more trust maybe needs to be built, Mm -hmm. you know, rather than just saying, you got to trust me. No, you're you're going to have to do some shit to put some marbles in the jar. <laughs> they don't just appear. And I bring this up because you said some decisions are bigger, right? Some decisions require more marbles to be in the jar, yeah. right? You might say to your doctor, listen, I respect your degree. I respect your title. We only have a couple marbles in this jar right now. So it's tough for me to totally trust you. Uh, once we fill that up a little bit more, I might be more open to some of the things that you're talking about. But that could be true in any relationship, you Absolutely. know? Absolutely.
1: Yeah. And I think I think what, and when people, we're talking about trying to help, right? And this idea of trust, right? So the fact of if I, trust you and now you're offering me advice and you're trying to help me, it's almost like, well, if you trust me, then you should heed my advice. But I don't think that trust and heeding someone's advice are necessarily mutually exclusive. Just because I trust you and love you and whatever, doesn't mean that I might take your advice, even though you're trying to help me, right? So there's like this, all these different dynamics that are depending on the situation, depending on the actual decision, depending on who it is, how many marbles are in the jar that really, I think play a part in this idea of how much do I trust this person and how much of an impact is that level of trust going to play on my decision-making. Absolutely.
0: And you know, the last time we did this podcast together, we talked a lot about advice and how that can really get in the way from time to time when you're, when you're trying to advise someone on what to do. And I suspect Melanie that we are tempted to give more advice to people when we don't trust them to make their own decisions. Oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. yeah. You just sat back in your chair. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Right. And like when someone comes at me with, well, Kate, you know what you should do? My first thought is, why don't you trust me? Why don't you trust me to figure this out on my own? You think I need your advice tells me like,
1: you don't trust me to solve this problem. So what you're saying is maybe a way to add marbles to the jar and to build trust is to not give advice. And sometimes I have
0: to fake it till I make it, right? Yeah. So let's say you call me up, Melanie, and you're like, oh my God, I have this huge problem. I don't know what to do. Sure, like deep down, I might be dying to tell you what to do. But like through through my teeth, like I'm gonna, I'm gonna take some deep breaths. And even if it's kind of a fake it till you make it sort of thing, I might say to you, Melanie, I have a million things I'd love to say, but I think what I'm gonna do is trust you. I'm going to trust you and just kind of let that sit. And I've done that for folks where I'm like, I admit, I got some ideas. <laughs> I, I want to lie to you. All right. I've got them. They're rolling around in my head. And I want to be like, you need to do this and you need to do that. And you need to do this. But I think instead I will, I will quiet those voices in my head and I will choose to trust you instead. And sometimes that's hard to do with a straight face. Like sometimes I'm thinking, "Mm, that's really hard today, but I try to do it anyway.
1: Yeah. And so like, that just made me think about this idea of trust. And we've been talking about trusting other people, but maybe it's also about how do we learn to trust ourselves? And so this idea of maybe holding back from giving advice um, cause we've talked about sort of the consequences and like people really don't like that. Um, so holding back from giving unsolicited advice is actually allowing the space and empowering people to therefore then trust themselves.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, it's, it's like, I'm giving my vote of confidence in you and hoping that might kind of wake up your own self-confidence. Yeah. 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 And again, I'll come back to what I said at the beginning. Unfortunately, we get lazy. We don't do that. And we just say, we just say, trust me. But that don't put (laughs) marbles in my jar. That do not put marbles in my jar when you just say you got to trust me. Um, And I also think it's really tough to say accurately, like, oh, that person doesn't trust me or they have zero Mm -hmm. trust in me. Mm -hmm. No, I think more accurately our marble jar is low and I just need to replenish a little bit. That's all that means. And I think like, let's not overthink this. I mean, I've had so many folks (laughs) over the years be like, well, so-and-so doesn't trust me, you know, so what can I do? Or like the doctor, you don't trust me. You never will. It's actually not that hard to fill a marble jar. Like, Oh my God, Melanie, the littlest things. (laughs) Like if you tell me you're coming over at 5 PM and you actually do, on time, marble (laughs) in the jar, right? Like marble in the jar. You did what you said you were going to do. Or if you are always consistent and I know what I can expect from you, marble in the jar. If you remember what kind of cake I like on my birthday, marble in the jar. Um, You know, like if I tell you something and you don't explode and overreact, marble in the jar. Yeah, I think people really overthink like how do I repair trust? How do I, how do I do it? It's like, I don't know, be a regular human for a little bit and yeah, watch
1: them,
0: watch them build up. It Just <laughs> be, chill out a little, do your thing. Don't betray anyone's trust for a little while while you're trying to fill up the jar. And you
1: know, it'll get there. Yeah. And the other thing I was thinking about when you were talking about this idea of trust was <clears throat> that There is now, and when you say, well, just trust me, right? And you've given this advice or told someone to do something and just trust me. There's now this like responsibility that I have as the person saying, trust me, because now what if it doesn't work out? Like it's my fault. Like I don't. I honestly don't want that responsibility. So that's something that kind of helps me. Uh, If it doesn't work out, you know, I don't want that coming back to me. Folks, Melanie is saying, don't trust me. (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely. Do not trust me, please.
0: (laughs) No, I, I, I'm being playful, but I think that you make a lot of sense, which is like, you know, just those big words, trust me. it, It does add so much responsibility. Um, I, I don't know. I, I even as I just described them as big words, I, I want to retract that. I just think we need to relax about trust. Like yeah. maybe they're not big words. Like maybe we don't need to be so dramatic when marbles get removed. Shit happens. I mean, come on, people are gonna upset you, or yeah. okay, a friend spills a secret. It's hurtful. Some marbles got removed from the jar, but does that mean like we're over? Like really? Uh, I would say some of the people I love most in the whole world have removed marbles from our jar from time to time. And it just means like, okay, we got to put some back now. (laughs) Yeah. We got to put some back. This actually helps me in my friendships when I feel like I need a little wiggle room to be imperfect. Like, like sometimes I know I have to do something that is going to piss my friend off. And I think to myself, you know what, Kate, you've put a lot of marbles in the jar over the years. And and if you need to remove a few today, you still have plenty in there. So if you have to go piss off your friend and that's just how it's going to be, then that's how it's going to be. We've built up enough trust that if I remove a little, we're still okay.
1: Yeah. I think that's probably the most important piece of the marble jar analogy is that there's probably only like one or two things that could like smash the entire jar right so even when you were talking about like oh if you show up on time like you are getting a marble you know so it's like if you don't you're not necessarily losing a marble you know but and those things like they don't that doesn't matter that much right and so it might only matter if there's no marbles in there, right? If you're a new person or if you're dating someone and you're starting to look at behaviors in the beginning, so you are you don't know that person. But when you have a jar of marbles, I think those little things, because you're right, we're all human, we're going to make mistakes, we're going to do things mm-hmm. that offend our friends or make our, our friends mad. You know, I don't even think those things like actually remove marbles from the jar anymore at that point.
0: Yeah, I think, you know, that's a individual thing to decide what puts a marble in, what takes a marble out. And I, I smiled when you said one or two things might actually smash the marble jar. Sure. That's the other thing. It's like, these aren't all one marble moments, right? Like <laughs> Some things, some things will put 20 in and some will take 50 out. But uh, you know, I, for the sake of our podcast, I'm describing it as one in one out, but that's not always one, you know, yeah. I, I can definitely think of a time where I've said to someone like I, in my relationships, I, even though I love the marble jar analogy, not everybody knows it. So I often talk about it like a bank account instead. And, and I, I've said to people like, look, I'm upset about your behavior. What you did wasn't cool. You made a major withdrawal from the trust account today, but red. yeah, you you might be in the red <laughs> um, and you're going to have to make a lot of deposits <laughs> like to make things right. But
1: that's possible. It's right, still- your account isn't closed. Yeah, right, right. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that's good, Melanie.
0: <laughs> that is good. I'm going to add that to the whole spiel. Yeah, yeah, your account is not closed. You are currently in the red. So danger zone, right? Like time to pay attention um, because you just made a hefty withdrawal with some shit that went down. <laughs> but like, so you'll, some other shit will go down that will put some more, money in the account. But, um, but yeah, I, I, I think sometimes we get a little dramatic about like, oh, well that's over, you know, trust was broken. Yeah. Trust can be strained and not broken. Yeah. Um, and, and that's where this becomes so complex because, you know, I train people to be good helpers, right. Whether that's in a, a healthcare role or a teaching role or a social worker role. And, mostly it's like the professionals who I'm speaking to who say, well, the people I work with don't trust me. And, <laughs> and I go, right. that's definitely true. <laughs> <laughs> right. Right. That's definitely true. And did you have a question or yeah. like, were you just <laughs> stating the obvious? Um, and, and I remind them that first of all, they may have very good reason not to trust you. Yeah. Um there are times when 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 we you know, whatever hat you're wearing, whether it's a professional hat, like social worker or physician or nurse or friend hat or parent hat or spouse hat, we may just represent something a little bit bigger than ourselves sometimes. And even if you know it's a, a, a teacher wanting a student to trust them, you know, the, that teacher has to understand that you represent an education system that has hurt people. And when students are hesitant to trust you, it's because they've been burned. Um, And when it's a healthcare provider who wants patients to trust them and they're frustrated, well, these patients just don't trust me. I wanna be like, right, because they see you as representing a system that has caused a lot of harm. Um, So it's not all bad when people are a little protective of their trust And if we could learn to see that as a strength of a person, that, okay, you're really, you're protecting yourself right now. Those are good survival skills that you have. And it's good that you don't just immediately trust me. I want to earn it. Um, And so I want to put the marbles in the jar to make sure that we've got a solid foundation of trust before I just
1: demand it of you. Yeah. Um, I have a question for you about that. Do you think there's anyone or there should be anyone in your life that sort of has like unlimited trust? Like no matter what, this person um, will have that trust from you.
0: Uh, I'm going to start by
1: saying, I don't know.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I don't know, but... If I take a guess at that, I think, no, I think, I think any person, uh, I'm just still thinking. Yeah. <laughs> I think any person could at some point smash the marble jar or we, you know, at, at any point you might just have to close the bank account. And here's where that's coming from for me. Um, that's coming from a place of, I do a lot of work with survivors of abuse Yeah, who might just say, you know, I tried and tried and tried and tried and we had a marriage vow and I thought that was sacred and I had to stick it out. And sometimes they realize eventually it was time to just smash that marble jar and yeah. just break it up. And, and it, you know, it, that marble jar had just been emptied way too many times. Enough was enough. Um, and I can respect that. And other times, you know, you'll hear folks say, well, you know, family's different. You can't leave family behind. I don't know. I mean, I haven't cut off a family member, but I can respect that some people
1: need to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I um, I totally agree with that. I think there might have been a time in my life that I would have said, "Well, this person says it, you know, then I will absolutely trust them." You know, kind of no matter what it is. Um, And now I don't think I would say that. I think Mm. that there are levels to it. There's people who obviously the majority of what they would say would probably get trust from me. But I like I said, I think it really goes back. I don't think I trusted myself back then enough mm. to know that I don't need to put a hundred percent trust in somebody else.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well, and you know, you're making me think about the people who say things like, well, I'm just a really trusting person or I'm too <laughs> trusting. Are you laughing? Cause that's you.
1: <laughs> Not anymore. I'm like a, you know, ex trusting person. Okay. You're, you're, you're
0: recovering <laughs> yes. uh, overly trusting person. Yeah. Now that we're playing with the marble jar analogy, I yeah. think that the people who say that are really just saying this. When I meet someone they already get like a certain baseline amount of marbles in the jar without earning them. And we start from that baseline and they can earn more and we can take some out. But the people who say, I'm just a really trusting person. I think they're saying immediately upon forming any kind of relationship with the person, there's a certain amount of marbles in that jar. And other people say, oh, I have trust issues, right? Mm -hmm. (laughs) A A lot of people will say that. I have major trust issues. And I think they're saying, every person starts in the red with me. And like, and you have to work so hard just to even balance your account at zero with me. Uh, I'm assuming the worst of you. I've already subtracted marbles from the jar (laughs) before we met. And you know, that, that also causes some trouble for people uh, and I don't know what the right answer is. I just I think it's just another way of thinking about this this jar that that comes up socially when people say you're yeah. too trusting. Yeah. Like, okay, maybe that means you give everyone too much of a baseline trust, and maybe maybe ten marbles in the jar is enough, not thirty five. <laughs> yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah, that's so interesting, and uh, it it is it's so different for people and everybody's different. And I was trying to think like, where do I fall on that spectrum? And I would say I'm probably uh, more in the middle. I think I I teetered on the significant trust issues for a minute. And I think I've kind of like leaned myself back to the middle a little bit on that because I think that the, you have to earn every marble, um, you know, I think is a, it just kind of, forges a friction with connection, you know, and I really like to connect with people. And that might mean that you're going to get burned sometimes, but I would rather, you know, overly connect rather than kind of overly keep people out. um, Because like, I think you're going to get burned either way. Right. And I think I'd rather have that connection forged um, if I'm going to get burned rather than, you know, well, I knew it anyway, you know, like a self-fulfilling prophecy kind of thing. So
0: Yeah. I mean, I think you're saying you like to think the best of people and give them the benefit of the doubt. And so you go into any Relationship or encounter with a certain amount of marbles already in the jar. Yeah. Um, and and those are the
1: marbles you would just- I mean, give. it ain't 35. You don't got 35 marbles in the jar. You <laughs> might've got, you got like 10.
0: Yeah, <laughs> old old <laughs> Melanie would show up and be like, hi, nice to meet you. This is my marble jar. And there are, there are 35 marbles in here. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but new Melanie is like, hi, nice to meet you. You've got a few marbles in the jar because I like people right. and I'm down with humans, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah <laughs> but like you're your own human so let's figure out how this is gonna go yeah yeah exactly <laughs> I'm like literally imagining you walking around at like a
1: cocktail party with a marble jar hi I'm Melanie this is my marble jar <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like oh definitely nope you ain't not got enough marbles next person <laughs> yeah.
0: right you're wearing that shirt with those pants I'm taking one out of the jar immediately you definitely just lost a marble for that <laughs>
1: Yeah. I'm just going to, I think I'm going to start verbalizing this. Like when people do things or say things, I'm going to be like, you definitely lost the marble for that. And then am like, yeah. are you talking about? <laughs> if you know, you know. <laughs> well, I,
0: I do this, but I, because socially not, not enough people know the marble jar analogy to know what I'm talking about, but I do talk about a bank account and pe- that resonates with people. Yeah. I'll be like, look, you made a major withdrawal. You got to make some deposits and people go, got it. My, loud and clear I know what that means they know what that means you wrote you wrote a bad check okay. yeah, yeah. Bad check. <laughs> right <laughs> and right now I'm covering your bills for you so like this is really a problem <laughs> <laughs> I don't know where to go from here except this was fun this wasn't it was as heavy so
1: fun. it wasn't as heavy as I thought it was gonna be yeah because I think that it doesn't like you said right it doesn't have to be it's not Mm-mm. it's like crazy like oh you have to trust everyone or you don't trust anyone or like protect yourself or don't listen to anybody whatever it's really not that I think it's just you know people come to the table with their own stuff and everyone's level of trust is different and I think the most important part is like anyone that you want to interact with or have a connection with is like understanding their level of trust and what puts marbles in their jar. Yes. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I, 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 I'm glad you brought it back to the, to the drama <laughs> because <laughs> I realized until we were on our way with this recording already, I don't think I realized just how much it does bother me when people make such a big soap opera about trust. Like, I don't know, maybe I'm being judgy, but you hear this a lot, like, oh, well, I don't trust so-and-so. I'm like, well, what do you mean you don't? Like, do you mean it, your trust is low or yeah. have you smashed the marble jar? Yeah. Um, low trust is reasonable. That's reasonable. But yeah. like, what the hell happened if you smashed the jar? Like, yeah, what does no,
1: no trust even look like? And if you yeah. have someone in your life that you genuinely do not trust at all, how, how and why are they in your life? Like I feel like if yeah. there's someone I genuinely do not trust at all, like you're not in you're not in my life. Yeah.
0: Right. Yeah. I, I think this sometimes comes up in workplaces when there's like workplace oh. conflict mm. and people will be like, you know, at the water
1: cooler and
0: they're like, I well, don't know what it's
1: like to work in a I
0: know, cooler. I know. It used yeah, to be a thing. Cooler. It used to be a thing where we had water coolers <laughs> and we talked about our colleagues there. <laughs> the good old days of gossip. <laughs> Gossip in the workplace, but yeah, people will be like, you know, watch out for so-and-so, you know, she's this and she's that, and I don't trust her. And that happens. I'm not making this up. Like these are conversations that take place in workplaces and, and people like to advise each other. Do not trust her. (laughs) What do you mean? Like, I should just go to my marble jar right now and throw out three handfuls, like, because you told me to, (laughs) right. But people do that. That's the thing I think commonly in workplaces is that person, I'm going to call that person like the advisor, right? Who goes around saying, psst, don't trust Melanie. Like (laughs) that person thinks they're advising folks and like saving them or the hero. Giving unsolicited advice. Giving unsolicited advice. But that person really thinks they're doing some good, right? Uh I'm just, Uh I'm going to help everyone by telling them don't trust Melanie. Correct. And That person is abusing the marble jar they have with everyone else. Yes. That person looks around and says, I got a full marble jar with Fred. Mm -hmm. I got a full marble jar with Mike. I got a full marble jar with Lauren and they all trust me. So I can tell all of them not to trust Melanie because I got full marble jars with those folks. And they're going to do it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So here's, I, I'm opening up a whole other thing. I thought we were ending, but now, now another thing. So, and this is also Brene Brown. Ugh, I hate myself, but I'm doing it again. Um, this is also Brene Brown, but she's like, look, Melanie, if you and I are friends and let's say we have a third, but I mean, we do have a third friend, Like I don't want to name, I don't want to name a third friend. Let's, I'm just going to look. Okay. I, I see the name Joanne sitting on a book here. So Joanne is our third friend. And you come to me and say, guess what happened to Joanne? You can't tell anyone. And you spill Joanne's secret to me. Mm. In my world, Melanie, you lost marbles in our
1: jar because now I know you're not trustworthy. I agree 100%. And it's so crazy because being um, a mental health therapist and being like that person in my friend group, it's like I would always get, and at first it was like, Ooh, I'm in the drama. And I'm like, I know everything about everybody else. And then I was like, wait a minute, Joanne is talking about this. Why is she talking about me?
0: Yes, right. <laughs> Melanie, if you come to me and say, guess what so-and-so did, my first thought is, oh my God, what did I tell Melanie what that she tell you? that she's telling other people? Yeah, right. Yeah. So if you give me the gossip,
1: you're actually losing marbles in my jar or our jar. hundred percent. And it, yeah. it's crazy because I've told, I've told people things, you know, someone would say, I'm not supposed to tell you this. And I said, then please don't. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I can, I can stop you from losing some marbles in our jar. Please do not, because I understand that people have moments of weakness, and like sometimes gossip, it just you have to just get it out. Mm -hmm. But I, I've told people, please, please do not. Yeah, I'm, I'm just putting
0: together something that is hysterical. (laughs) (laughs) So we've done two podcasts, and I don't know if you remember what we even talked about on the last one, but this is the second time we have focused our conversation on a jar of sorts. Do you remember? So last time. We were talking about how mothers get all this unsolicited advice. And I said, I said, I wanna give every mother to be a jar to put all of that crappy advice she's given in. And it only occurred to me now that we've done two episodes and both of them are sort of jar themed. So I don't know. Obviously we have a problem. (laughs) Obviously we are secretly trying to sell jars in our jar business. And this was all subliminal messaging. (laughs) don't oh you wish God. don't you wish we had a, a line of jars to I sell? Wish we, did. we can be like and after this episode please visit <laughs> melanieandkatesjars.com exactly well i don't know i'm definitely gonna have you back again and we'll have to think of some other jar topic
1: yeah, i will thing. definitely figure out a way to get a jar topic in there.
0: <laughs> sure. i want to thank you for joining me this time like i said this was more fun I don't mean to say it's more fun than I thought it was going to be because I think you're boring. It was more fun <laughs> than I thought it was going to be because I thought trust might get be kind of like down and depressing. But this was, yeah. you know, this was fun. This was really fun. And I will be back anytime you want me. Okay. I would love it. Um, Melanie, if anybody is interested in um, contacting you, talking about this more, would you be willing to share your email address on our website? Sure. Absolutely. Okay, so I'll make sure that goes up. And that way, anybody can reach out if they were like, I want to hear you describe more about this or that. Then people know how to reach you. It will be on our website, which is onlytryingtohelp.com. There's a section there called uh, bonus materials, I think. <laughs> I think. I haven't visited it recently, but I'm pretty sure it says bonus materials. And that's usually where I post the contact information for our guests. So we'd love to have you back. But in the meantime, if anybody would like to reach out to Melanie, we'll make sure all of her information is there. Be well, friends. Stay safe. Until next time.